If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Hopeful Hints, hosted by Dr. Tara, guides and supports those on the often challenging and isolating journey of women's health concerns and infertility. There's a particularly powerful episode that you should check out called All Things Endometriosis, which dives deep into understanding the condition to help the many women who suffer from endometriosis and have no idea they have it, and healthcare providers who are uneducated about it, making the diagnosis process so difficult. Check out Hopeful Hints on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to Highway to Health. I'm Jeremy Quinby. How are you doing, my friends? Hope you and your family members are safe and well. After a couple of weeks of days that seem to just creep along, my past two weeks have just flown by. Last week, I have to admit, was a bit of a mess for me. I was trying to keep up with clients who were looking for support while my office has been closed and getting flooded with new podcast guests and projects while trying to get myself organized for at-home teaching. The teaching part was a bit of a bust to start out with, and I was still resisting my new role, but this week I'm starting to get the hang of it. My daughter is beginning to trust me as, as and my teaching style, and I think she might even be enjoying it. I've, I've included a, a more comprehensive music lesson, which is my background, and uh, my wife, who is a ceramicist and artist in her spare time, has been giving her drawing and painting lessons. So between the podcast and my, my many new roles of family support, three meals, cleanup, groceries, laundry, and uh, keeping up with my, my family and friends in other places, there's not much for spare time right now. I'm grateful, though, for this fullness and that this is all I'm having to deal with as hospitals are starting to see the, their peak cases. And from what I understand, it seems that we are successfully flattening the curve thanks to all your efforts. But it also means that this peak will last a little longer, but that our, our, the, the, the peak of cases will also be at, at, a, at a lower number. And it's hard to be patient after a month in quarantine, but it's important to remember that waiting a little longer will also help us develop a strategy for testing to prevent a second or third wave of this virus. So while I'm looking forward to seeing my friends and, and family and getting back to treating my clients, it's important to not be too hasty and create more setbacks. It's going to be an important time for science and technology to be brought into their best use. And I'm excited to have my guest today, Lonnie Stormo, on the podcast to learn more about the technology that he's created for virtual diabetes care, uh, a condition affecting about 35 million people in this country. He'll be up in just a minute. If, if this is your first time listening to the show, I want to welcome you. Highway to Health is a place for you to explore and create your own blueprint for health. Having worked in integrative health for more than 20 years, I'm acutely aware of how all aspects of our lives come to have an effect on our overall health. And it is my hope that through the content and conversations you get here, you will be more more engaged and empowered, both personally and in your communities. I want to give a big thanks to the new supporters of the podcast. Your dollars are helping us build more resource and a whole community of health support. If you would like to become a supporter of the podcast, there are a couple of ways. One is financial. You can support the show for as little as $1 a month by going to patreon.com forward slash highway to health, or you can click the, the link on the show notes on the app that you're listening on right now. Uh, the other is by sharing content that we create here to help more people become aware of Highway to Health and its resource. And uh, if you're a health professional or involved in a health-related project, you can also connect with me on LinkedIn 
so that I'm aware of the work that, that you're doing and uh, bring you into this community of health, health improvement influencers. So my guest for today, Lonnie Stormo, is right here in Minnesota. Unfortunately, we uh, couldn't be together. We had planned to do this in person. Um, but he's, uh, he's spent 35 years in the health industry. Five years ago, he set, he set out to create uh, a more discreet, easy-to-use diabetes management system, and it's really taking off. As a diabetic himself uh, since his 30s, he knew well the challenges of keeping blood glucose levels in a safe range and the frequency of doctor visits and uh, the difficulty of monitoring effectively while keeping a busy lifestyle. The POPS is the name of the company that he has created, and it's, it's setting out to improve the patient care experience with virtual tools that track insulin levels on the go while also offering support. And it's a timely conversation that, that helps us imagine ways that we might be able to provide care uh, when going physically to the doctor either isn't possible or advisable. We start out here talking about uh, both coming from families of farmers. Please enjoy my conversation with Lonnie Stormo. If you came in my office, you would see a big rock sitting on my desk. And uh, the way, reason I have that rock there is because uh, one of the stories that I always tell is uh, my dad one day when we were out picking rocks out of the field. I don't know if they did that in Iowa or not. But, oh, yeah. Um, you know, held up this rock to me one day. and I was probably 16 or 17. He goes, you know what this is? And I said, no. And he said, this is motivation to go to college. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I never forgot that. And uh, so at one point I went back to our old family farm, which is now not our family farm. And I went to the rock pile where we always threw the rocks and I grabbed one of those rocks and I said, this is the rock my dad held up to me. <laughs> is that right? That's really cool. So when you left the farm, did you go to college in South Dakota? Yeah, I did. I actually went to Rapid City, South Dakota School of Mines and Technology for electrical engineering. Okay. And uh, then I took a job with Medtronic right out of college down in Phoenix, though. So I spent 13 years down in Phoenix um, and then moved back up to Minneapolis to uh, finish out my 30-year career at Medtronic. So I know Medtronic is based in Minneapolis, but did they already have offices 30 years ago in, in other places? Yeah, uh, yeah, even in 1985, Medtronic was much smaller. Um, uh, I remember the big celebration when we hit a billion dollars of revenue um, sometime after I joined, but um, uh, and now they don't even blink at a billion dollars. But, <laughs> right. but, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, th th there was a big electronics assembly and wafer fab manufacturing down in Phoenix, and so that's why I got hired in down there. Okay. And 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 what was it that you were? doing with for, for them with work to start out with well interestingly enough the the first seven years i never worked on anything having to do with medtronic my i was part of a small group that was created 10 or 15 people and our goal was to sell off the excess um, integrated circuit manufacturing that medtronic owned and and didn't need yeah. um, to basically lower the cost of products and so for the first seven years i was designing products and working with uh uh, military, um, avionics, et cetera, kind of my crown jewel of all of that was um, Medtronic and an integrated circuit that I have a patent on that was actually on the Cassini spacecraft that orbited Saturn for 10 years. Is that right? Yeah. So for seven years, that's what I did. I had nothing to do with Medtronic other than I got my paycheck from them. <laughs> huh. And then, and then how did you, how did you end up getting into working with them and coming up to Minneapolis? 
Well, so, yeah, I mean, so I was employed by Medtronic at the time, and eventually um, I changed jobs. I wanted to get more kind of in the mainstream of Medtronic and um, started managing some uh, pacemaker uh, you know, projects and then eventually um, led a big part of the operations down there in Phoenix. And then they needed an operations person for some global manufacturing up here in Minneapolis. And so I came up here and took that job and you know, I think I was uh, just generally on a leadership track and they had the opportunity to uh, bring me up here. And, and uh, my wife and I thought, OK, this is a good time for us to kind of come back home in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and then, you know, can imagine after 30 years, I, I did a, a lot of different jobs there uh, at Medtronic. So. So so is it, were you still kind of in an engineering capacity at that point? Well, uh, not really. I mean, of course, the engineering degrees and always a good background. But, you know, yeah. I was um, I was managing, you know, 200 people um, when I first moved up here to Minneapolis. And um, a lot of it was operations oriented. Um, and then, you know, I moved on to some other leadership roles. And then for a while, I actually led a billion dollar business unit within Medtronic um, for about seven years and and got involved in connected care space and things like that. And yeah, then eventually left Medtronic. Huh. So. I actually have done more engineering in the last five years working for our startup than I did for Medtronic in the last 25 years. <laughs> is, is that right? <laughs> so, so what, what led you into, into startup world? I mean, I, I, I'm imagining there's, there's gotta be some sort of health uh, aspect of this that you, you understood more than some people do. Yeah. You know, so really my story in terms of, you know, how I ended up leaving Medtronic and starting Pops was that um, I saw the consumerism of healthcare going on. I saw people wanting to take healthcare into their own hands from the first time they could, you know, reasonably like Google symptoms. Yeah. And, uh, and as when that was happening, you started to see then with the powerful technology that we all call phones, you know, that everybody's carrying around and, you know, you know, the first, you know, wearables coming out like Fitbit, et cetera, that people were trying to take healthcare into their own hands. Yeah. And I just didn't know that the traditional healthcare industry was going to, you know, move into that space very readily. In fact, what you heard about five years ago before I left Medtronic and you still hear about today is all the consumer companies who are getting involved in healthcare. Right. Um, so that was going along with the fact that I ended up um, developing adult onset type one diabetes uh, when I was in my thirties. And oh, wow. what was amazing to me when I was ma managing my diabetes, I mean, I had a fantastic health plan. Medtronic is a fantastic company. Um, yet nothing for the 15 years that I was managing my diabetes at Medtronic changed. Um, my test kit, which is the standard of care still today um, for everybody, you probably have seen them, these zip up test kits yep. was always sitting in my bathroom. Um, I was out living my life and that my primary tool for managing my diabetes was sitting in my bathroom because I didn't want to carry that thing around. I wasn't going to pull it out in front of everybody. Yeah. Um, and then every six months I'd go to the doctor for about 20 minutes. And other than that, I was basically on my own. And I, I was thinking to myself, okay, with all this consumerism of technology going on and I'm consumer of healthcare, sorry. And the technology that's available to us, how can it possibly be that the standard of care for managing what is the most expensive chronic condition in the United States has not changed at all. Yeah. Um, and so I said, you know what? I'm going to leave Medtronic with this idea that we're going to flip healthcare around and enable people to manage their own condition using technology, just like we see what's happening in other industries. And yep. so that was really what inspired me to leave Medtronic by kind of putting together my own personal situation and then looking at the trends of what was going on in healthcare. 
Huh. That's it's it's really interesting because I, I I came up in a in a in a in a way and in, in getting involved in healthcare. I didn't uh, the the industry had had already sort of changed. This was like late late nineties that I started. Uh, we really weren't at the point where we were Googling anything, but I think people were just starting to realize that, I mean, I think at somewhere in the 90s, right, I think the, the cost of healthcare just started to skyrocket for people. And there were, there were more and more, I mean, I was uninsured for, you know, coming out of, out of college for, for a period of time. And I think there were more and more people in the same camp as me. And I, I started realizing as I got, you know, more into studying health, that people were looking for, for resource more than anything else. And I, I was there was a part of me that always wanted to go into education, and so I was I was actually an English major. I wasn't planning on going going this route, so much <laughs> like you. But it but it was it was one of those things that really appealed to me, and I started realizing that it's hard to sift through a lot of this information and test it and kind of get a sense of what's going on. And you know, at the same time, like now now you know, come forward you know twenty years or even even back where you where you started pops, people people were were starting to kind of sift through all the same stuff. But the but the the uh, the coordination of care part of it could be done in a very different way, and it just wasn't happening. Yeah, no, I I agree. You know, at the you know I, I still remember the first um, time that um, when a uh, electrophysiologist, which is a specialist in cardiology that implants pacemakers and so forth, um, uh, told me um, because I was talking to these folks all the time in my roles at Medtronic um, that I cannot believe it a patient came in and told me which device brand he wanted. Um, <laughs> and he said, you know, that's my choice to make. That's, you know, this is what we do. And, and so it's, it's kind of a reshifting in the traditional healthcare mind in terms of kind of how informed patients are going to come in. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, for the physicians, I just, you know, especially primary care physicians who are, you know, across such a large span of everything they have to deal with on a daily basis, to keep up with all of the science and the literature and the studies and the medications and all the different things that are out there is just really, really difficult. And I think there's the opportunity for technology on that side also, you know, to make things more relevant and relevant at the time when they're actually needed um, by those physicians. And so it kind of works on both sides, on the consumer side, as well as on the physician side, that technology can help. And, and was was there a part of, of your um, care that that you were frustrated with that that kind of led led you to start thinking this this could be done better. Yeah, I mean, so it it wasn't wasn't specifically my care in terms of I have a great endocrinologist and I still see that endocrinologist today. Um, so it wasn't specifically that. It was more, you know, again, kind of being on my own much more than I ever see that position right. And, yeah. and when I'm out on my own, I have to make my own decisions about okay, I'm going to have a pizza for lunch. Um, you know, I don't have my test kit with me because it's sitting back in my bathroom. Um, I think I know how many carbs are in this pizza, but I'm not 100% sure. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take an insulin injection now and hopefully I'll be okay. And this is what literally, you know, people with diabetes are making thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of those same decisions like I just described to you yep. every day today. And um, they're often doing it blind because of uh, exactly, you know, the situation I was in. The tool I had for measuring my blood sugar wasn't convenient enough for me to carry around. I'm a runner. Um, I like to run. Um, and, uh, you know, I could never check my blood sugar when I was out on the road running because I was uh -huh. never going to bring that test kit with me. And if I did, I'd have to sit down on the side of the road and put it together. 
And, and there are devices like continuous glucose monitors, which is fabulous technology, but only worn by a very small percentage of people because a lot of people just don't want to wear a device. And that was me. I mean, I tried wearing one for a while and it was just too much hassle and I gave it up. Yeah. Um, so the tools that were available to me to be with me while I was actually living my life um, just weren't very convenient. And then as new apps started to come out, I mean, there's lots of apps, obviously, for doing different things to manage a condition like diabetes and other conditions. But those apps were just too burdensome. They were not something I was going to use in a sustained kind of way. Um, so it was kind of adding these things together that really just came down to me as a consumer wanting to live my life, not be a diabetic, but mm -hmm. a person just wanting to live my life. I didn't have the tools that allowed me to do that. And, and so really, that's that was the thing that caused me to, you know, join up with the other two founders of Pops, uh, Kurt and Dan, and say, how can we make this better for people with diabetes? Yeah. Um, with a bigger vision of what we really wanted to do, um, broader from a, a chronic care perspective. So, so kind of streamlining so that your 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 help. I mean, one of the biggest challenges for people with anything that's that's a, a, a you know ongoing condition is is how much time you have to invest into it, right? Yeah, and, and so exactly. that's the the time part is one of it, but then there's the there's there's another lifestyle part of that 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 must be, you know, like you said, the the equipment part of it and the check in part of it and how seamlessly that can all kind of come together, right? Yeah, it's very much that. It's um, you know, what what often is the phrase that is used or I use a lot um, when it comes to chronic conditions is you want to own your chronic condition. You yeah. don't want your chronic condition to own you. Um, and it, it, if it becomes too burdensome, you do one of two things. You either let it own you or you ignore it completely, which then eventually the complications are going to own you whether you like it or not. Right. Um, and so it is about flipping it around and, and um, enabling that condition not to define you and not to own you. Yeah. So, so let's, let's get into pops a little bit because I'm, I'm curious to know what you guys have, have kind of honed in on that, that is working for you and the people who are, who are working with you. Yeah, uh, you know, what we set out to do when I left Medtronic then was to flip healthcare on its head. And the reason I say that and say it in that way is because the traditional way of, you know, healthcare works with a person with a chronic condition like diabetes is you're a patient and then you have a physician who is managing that patient. And um, even with the new telehealth solutions that are out there, then it's a remote coach that is managing you as a participant or a member of this you know, telehealth um, group. And what we said was, let's think about this differently. Let's think about this in terms of the person themselves owning the condition. So yeah. instead of being yeah. managed as a person with a chronic condition, now you own the chronic condition. In fact, you know, anybody that is using the POP system, we call them an owner because we want them to own their life. And um, so what do we need to do to give them the technology to enable them to do that? And so, you know, we really looked at, you know, what was happening in other industries um, and the travel industry is the one that most people understand so simply is you can go jump today in a stranger's car on the curbside and that person will take you someplace and you know you'll get there safely and you can pay for that all because technology enabled that. So instead yeah. of us being dependent now on city licensed buses or cabs, we've essentially democratized travel through technology. And the same thing can be happening in healthcare. And this was the big vision that we had for POPs when we started, is we said, we really want to democratize healthcare and enable people through technology to be able to more own their condition. 
And so what we did with Pops was basically create a platform that is centered around a virtual coach. Her name is Mina. Okay. There are no live coaches at Pops. We're not managing people via telehealth and so forth. So Mina is that entity that is with you while you're living your life. So this is the thing that's helping me once I leave that doctor's office. Now I'm out there for six months. And instead of being on my own, I have Mina with me. And uh, Mina's doing uh, what we call light coaching. Um, because we don't want an app that is basically going to drive people away because the app is driving them crazy. Um, so Mina will um, uh, do things like remind me to get my eyes professionally checked. Same mm -hmm. thing a doctor is going to do for me six months from now when I go into Correct. the office, yeah, but, yeah. but she's going to do it real time. Um, or she will um, look at whether or not I'm meeting my blood sugar goal. And if I'm not, um, she'll say, hey, Lonnie, it looks like you're struggling with your goal let's open it up by 10% or whatever number she thinks is right. Mm -hmm. And if I hit okay, and then I start to hit my goal, now she's saying, you're doing great, Lonnie, awesome, magnificent job. Um, and then eventually she'll say, okay, Lonnie, you're doing awesome. Let's tighten up your goal by 2%. So we want people to meet their goal and feel good about yeah, what like they're that. doing in terms of measuring their blood sugar. And then she's gonna encourage us to do even better. And again, that's no different than what my doctor does for me when I see him every six months. It's just that it's happening real time in my phone. Um, and then we can surround Mina by a variety of things. And, and we have plans, as you can imagine, to you know surround Mina with different things. But what we came out and launched into the marketplace a year ago, along with Mina, is a device that I think is the simplest way to measure blood sugar that's on the market today. It's a device that's about two thirds the size of a phone. It's uh, very um, simple and integrated. Um, and now I can check my blood sugar without ever stopping walking. So whether I'm walking out yeah, of a movie huge. theater or running down the side of a road when I'm running, I can stop and check my blood sugar and it's no problem. So now I've took the two main staples of what a person with a chronic condition like diabetes needs and I put them together so that in one hand now, I can own my, own my life and own my condition. So, so that's what we did with Pops. Oh, that's that's amazing. So uh, back to Mina, if, if 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 is there an educational part of this? Like if 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 you are struggling to meet your goal, and you know you're still you know you try to you try to adjust it a little bit, and and you're still struggling. Are there are there tips on on ways to you know work on blood sugar, or is there anything that's built into into Mina as far as education? Yeah. So we're making Mina smarter and smarter all the time, um, and. Uh, so one of the things that we do is try to give you help um, along the lines of what you're doing. Um, but again, we try to do it in a really light coaching way. Um, and the reason I say that is because one of the things we were amazed by was um, when we did focus groups, we literally did focus groups with hundreds of people when we started POPs five years ago. And we asked people with diabetes. So, okay, there's a thousand apps for diabetes in the app store. Um, how come you don't use an app? You know, if they, if they didn't, or do you use an app? Yeah. And the answer to the question was so amazing. We actually worked with a physician and published this at the American Diabetes Association that 90% of people said they wanted to use an app to manage their diabetes, but only 10% of them were actually doing it. Hmm. And we said, how can that big gap be there? And the reason is, is because people basically shut the apps off after two or three weeks because they were bugging them too much. Huh. So um, coming back to your question, um, you know, we do want to help people and we do want to give them tips and so forth, but we want to be careful that we don't overwhelm them so that they basically just shut off the app. And, and are there are there different kinds of coaching depending on whether you have type type one or type two? 
Um, so MENA does adjust to you. And so when you're um, signing up for the service, you know, you can enter in whether you have prediabetes, diabetes type one or di uh, type two. Okay. Um, she's also looking at things like how motivated you are to manage your diabetes and, yeah. and uh, or how frustrated you are. And then um, she will actually be more aggressive with you um, if she using both those first answers as well as she just learns more about you as you, you know, kind of do your daily life. Um, she will be more aggressive with you if you're motivated and you really feel like, you know, maybe, you know, I guess I'll put myself in that category. Um, I, I hope that Mina thinks I'm one of the more motivated people and she will be <laughs> you know, tougher with me and challenge me more. And if it's somebody that's less motivated, because let's face it, I mean, everybody, there's a whole scale of people out there. Yeah. What we want Mina to do then is tone down, right? Because the last thing we want her to do is drive away this less motivated person. We actually want to engage that person even more if we can, but you got to start at their level. And I, I feel like the one of the biggest uses of this could be in in the pre-diabetic care because, you know, as you know, ha having dealt with it for so long, once once you're really deep in it, you're going to have to manage it more and be much more you know careful about what you're eating. Whereas those people and I, and I've and I've worked with a lot of these people in my career, so like I'm just going yeah. going from experience that you know if 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 Mina is able to educate someone on, on, you know, a, a, a choice here or there, or, you know, just to kind of help people have a touchstone to stay focused, that it, that it could totally change someone's life too. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and uh, we actually um, got an unsolicited uh, um, little testimonial from a person with prediabetes or a person that had prediabetes mm -hmm. just last week. Um, and um, she basically said, you know, I, I, I resisted at first that I had prediabetes, which I think is probably the first reaction oh, that most people have yeah. when they get told that. Um, but then because their employer offered POPs as a solution, um, she started using it. And she basically said she learned so much about um, how different foods affected her blood sugar um, that she's now been able to bring down her um, condition so that she no longer has prediabetes. And so she was thrilled with that. So that's the most satisfying thing that you can do when you're a person working in the health tech industry and, 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 or starting a company like pops. Yeah. So, so you're getting into the, into the corporate space and, and creating partnerships now too. Yeah. So our commercial model is basically to offer pops out through health plans oh, cool. to their commercial employers or directly to the commercial employers. And so we have contracts with both, um, and uh, yeah, it was exciting. I mean, it's exciting to start a startup, you know, and you're working out of the garage, you know, what we were doing five years <laughs> yeah. ago when I left Medtronic and, uh, you know, go through that stage, you know, where you basically two or three people in a garage and, and you know, trying to figure things out. But and then you go through and you do clinical trials and you get FDA approval and all those milestones. But it's really um, fun and fascinating now to be in a in a stage where we're out selling the product and talking to people. Uh, we have people from the West Coast to the East Coast using POPs, and um, it's all in the United States at this point in time. Um, but and then hearing stories back, like I just shared with you, you know, it, 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 it's every stage is a fun new stage um, to be in in a startup. Absolutely. I, is it, what's what's happening right now in terms of having to go through all this with COVID? Are you are you is everyone able to work remotely? Yeah, our, our team is all working remotely. Uh, we're getting really good at doing uh, the things that everybody's doing on Friday afternoon, having a virtual happy hour. I, I'm going to do a happy hour after this recording, actually. Good. And uh, <laughs> I had one last night with a bunch of friends, too. Yeah, I mean, so it's our new world, you know, that we live in, and, uh, and we're adjusting to that. Uh, we were actually also really excited um, um, this week to 
launch out Mina, our virtual coaching to everybody with diabetes. And so we, we when the whole thing kind of really started hitting us here in the U.S. So, you know, in the last uh, two weeks or so, you know, we sat down as a team and said, OK, so people at diabetes, you know, we see it on news, you know, public service announcements all the time. People with diabetes are more risk for COVID-19. What, what the truth is about that statement is people with diabetes aren't at more risk people with uncontrolled diabetes are at more risk. Uh, yeah, and so yeah. if you can bring down your blood sugars to a better level, then your immune system isn't compromised and you, you know, you have a similar risk to everybody else. And so we said, so, okay, if that's true, how, I mean, that's basically our mission is to help people control their blood sugars better. How do we get that out to more people without just kind of going out and trying to sell when an environment that, you know, most people aren't ready to buy anything and we said, you know what, um, Mina um, could be given out for free. And so essentially we launched earlier this week the coaching from Mina um, out there for people, mm. um, for anybody with diabetes, so that we could kind of lean into the space and really try to help them. We, we in general think this will be a bigger opportunity for virtual care health like we're offering. Um, but right now what we wanted to do is just kind of, you know, get out there and help people with diabetes be better controlled and hopefully reduce their risk of COVID. Yeah, it's funny. I I was I I recorded this podcast a couple of weeks ago that I've been hanging on to because I I've been doing these kind of short episodes trying to give people just little, you know, small bits of information to get them focused on specific things and it usually is just something that's coming into me uh from clients or, you know, someone on the podcast. And and it, I, everyone was this last month or so was asking me how what, you know, I actually used to work in uh in nutrition too. So they were asking how what what are what are some easy strategies for like losing extra winter weight and so i went you know i just kind of took a took people through a base a basic you know way of how we store <laughs> <laughs> the, the the extra stuff why we do there's a certain benefit to it in the winter months and then yep. how, how we can shed that and really i just got down to talking about insulin response and having yeah. people having people understand the differences in the in the way our body processes um, carbohydrates and the the role of of fiber in the in the process and you know what fats and proteins do in the in the process because I think this it's it's all very basic stuff but it it, it I'm going to put it out still because it all happens to be the right kind of eating that we should be doing right now during this pandemic too. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, that the biggest thing that people can do, and I say this to our employees all the time, the biggest thing you can do, you know, right now, other than obviously the the basics of washing your hands and so forth, is is stay mentally healthy and stay physically you know healthy and active and and. Um, you know, so as an example, even you know, I, I'm out in an area where I'm blessed to be able to go out and run, you know, without interacting with anybody else. And so, you know, I went for a run this morning um, because I know that makes me mentally feel better and yeah. it makes me physically feel better. And that is one of the best things I can do to be healthy. Uh, I think we all forget sometimes how much our mind has to do with how um, healthy our body stays. Yeah. So so for in, for an individual interested in in POPs, can, can individuals be be covered through insurance? Is there a specific out of pocket that people tend to have to pay? Or I'm, I'm, I know the, the the backup is always HSA if you have something like that. Right. Yeah. So we to uh, use the pop system right now. It's not available to just everybody, other than this Mina thing that we launched out specifically for the COVID nineteen coaching. But um, Pops as a as a general platform service. Um, is available only if the employer that the person works for has agreed to enable POPs, okay. whether we have it, you know, with the company directly or with the health plan that the company uses. Okay. Um, and, uh, but so we're, we're obviously trying to, 
you know, create more visibility for people um, to know that this solution is out there and obviously, you know, advocate at the employers for it to be used. Um, and in all cases, we've been successful in working with the health plans and the employers to have the employee pay nothing. Um, and, and they see that the benefit, obviously, for them is that if the employees engage in this, they would rather they use it than not use it because they can't afford it. Yeah. And so that, yeah. that's really kind of how we go into our pricing conversations with employers and health plans is a zero copay. And, and if, if, if someone's interested in, in this and their employer or health plan doesn't, doesn't cover this, is there, is, is there any other workaround for, for, for a listener? So the, the best workaround is to be an advocate for us. And so you can get in touch through us, you know, through our website, popsdiabetes.com and uh, popsdiabetes.com. And, you know, through there, you can get a hold of us and we can give you some materials to advocate to your employer, um, you know, why this would be a good program to be added and how that's going to save them cost as well as make their employees just happier. Um, and, uh, and, and we also have a demo program set up that people could contact us about and, and get a real feel for it and then be able to go into their employer and say, look, I've been using this thing for a month. Here's what it's done for me. I, I really think this should be a benefit for us. So those are some of the ways that an individual, if they're hearing this, are interested, um, can get a hold of us. Oh, that's great. Well, thank, thanks so much for taking the time to do this with me, Lonnie. I, I feel like this is one of those, like pieces that that needs to get pushed forward just a little bit more and i i, I like as, as we were talking before off mic i think this this might be a, a very pivotal time for you guys too yeah thank you i i appreciate the getting the message out there and i think this is going to be a great time for us uh, as the healthcare systems are overwhelmed and as people are being encouraged to you know stay home and and not go into you know clinics right now and everything um, we want to give people with chronic conditions like this, uh, you know, a solution to help them. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, while we're going to see the, the, the catapult of telemedicine that's been out there for a while really help happen now, um, I think that's fantastic for telemedicine. And what we're trying to do is take a step beyond telemedicine and essentially let you own your condition as opposed to having to connect with a coach yeah. because we're giving you MENA. And we think that's really the future of healthcare, and it's situations like this, unfortunately, that are going to make those things rise to the top. Yep. That's so great. Well, thanks so much, and enjoy your happy hour. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> it's nice talking to you, Jeremy. All right, you too. Money Stormo, folks. One of the passions in my career as a health provider is finding simple and effective ways to empower people with tools to improve their health. I know that the time that I spend listening and picking up on nonverbal cues gives me a lot of insight into how I'm going to guide someone. Uh, that being said, technology can now serve as a secondary resource of accountability and support. And for those in need of equipment as part of their care program, technology can free up time that was previously used for office visits and allow for care on the go in ways that just weren't possible before. If you want to learn more about diabetes support through POPs, check out popsdiabetes.com. Let me know what you thought of this topic in conversation. You can always reach me at jeremy at highwaytohealthpodcast.com or my new email address for the upcoming uh, new website that's going to be happening soon jeremy at highway2.health that's jeremy at highway2.health thanks for listening and for all that you do be good to yourself be kind to each other and take care of your planet be well my friends
If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Hopeful Hints, hosted by Dr. Tara, guides and supports those on the often challenging and isolating journey of women's health concerns and infertility. There's a particularly powerful episode that you should check out called All Things Endometriosis, which dives deep into understanding the condition to help the many women who suffer from endometriosis and have no idea they have it, and healthcare providers who are uneducated about it, making the diagnosis process so difficult. Check out Hopeful Hints on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.